are you going to go all in and go find that property yourself through cold calling, sending letters, however that might be. So figuring that out is that last kind of piece to get you ready so you can go buy the property. So then you can figure out how you're going to lease it and then how you're going to manage it. It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by ecospace.com. Now here's your hosts, Adam and Jason. Hey guys, this is Jason Lewis, your random real estate guy. We shot a video on the three things from a very macro level that you need to do to get your first property and make sure you have covered. The first one was where and what type of property you're going to get once you have it. The second one was how are you going to lease it? And the third one was once it's leased, whether that's short term or long term, how are you going to manage that property? So today, there's going to be five task lists on how to get that first property, what you need to do there. So number one is financing. Number two is what type of property. Three is what's the financial goals that you need to meet with that property. Fourth is where that property is going to be. And the fifth is how are you going to find it? So those are the five things we're going to cover. Let's get started. Number one, financing by far the most important thing because without money or financing, you can't buy a property. Yes, there's caveats to everything. You can do owner finance and you can go other routes, but today it's kind of just high level of you're going the more traditional route of borrowing money to buy that property. So you got to figure out if you're going to go with a traditional mortgage broker. That's what most of the people buy. You see the ads on TV, you hear them on the radio advertising some local mortgage broker. So you can post it up on Facebook or one of your text some friends and say, hey, who'd you use to help buy and finance your last house? So that's very traditional. They will come in, they'll do a full underwriting on that, and then they will lend you the money. And most of the time, they will then sell that mortgage to a big group like Chase or Wells Fargo. So it's very traditional route of financing. But there are other options that you can go about as well. That's portfolio loan. That's working with a local bank, such as here in Colorado, that is First Bank or Alpine Bank or Commerce. Those are ones that hold the loan in-house and they don't sell it outside of that. So they can get a little more creative. If maybe you don't have that W-9 fixed income, they can get a little more creative or mortgage brokers can't. Hard money. This isn't that route that you hear and see on TV shows where if you don't pay, they come and bust your kneecaps in the back alley. This is actual formal way of financing. It's someone, a high net worth individual that has maybe a lot of money. They want to invest in real estate. So one of the routes they do it is they lend other investors money for a short term, a little maybe higher interest rate. So there's a lot of avenues there. So there's routes is cash, borrowing cash. There's friends and family, but those are kind of the ones that you'd want to dive into a little bit and figure out which route you're going to attack on the financing. Item number two, which is property. That can be commercial or it can be residential. Let's dive in residential real quick. Some different items there to think about is, is it going to be a flip? Is it where you're buying it to fix it up and then just resell and never live in it or rent it? Or is it going to be more of a rental property where you might do a house hack where you're living in it for and then you're going to convert it to a rental? Or is it a duplex where you live in one side and rent the other? Or it's a 
fourplex. Maybe you're living in one and rent another four. Is it going to be more of a short-term rental or a long-term rental? So there's a lot of avenues there that you need to kind of decide of what type of property, if it's residential. And then if it's commercial, there's a lot of avenues there to invest in, in real estate. And that's office, that's a retail, that's a mixed use. It can be land, heck, it can even be oil and gas wells. So there's a lot of avenues in the commercial side. Most of the time, people think office, retail, and multifamily is on the commercial side. So the third item that you want to cover is what's going to be the financial goal that you need to hit with that property. Amazing thing about real estate is it all is what's best for you. There's no right or wrong way, and there's thousands of ways to go about it. And that's even when it comes to your financial goal of the real estate. You can set it up where... I only care that I cash flow $200 a month above and beyond all my expenses. Or you can say, I don't need to cash flow at all as long as I have a 15-year mortgage and it's paying itself down because I'm buying this house for my kid's college fund. And they are three years old and at 18, I'm going to give them this house free and clear. And they can either keep it as a rental or they can then sell it and that's their college fund. So there's all these awesome creative ways to go about figuring out what the financial goal is that you want to hit. Things is cap rate, cash flow, GRM, or you don't care about any of that. And all you care about is appreciation of the property because in five years, you're going to sell it and you want to double your revenue. There's IRR, NOI. So figuring out what matters to you is very important when you're going to build that strategy to get that first property. The fourth is where does this property you're getting ready to buy, where is it located? Market, what state, what submarket, what micro market within a submarket? So we're here in Colorado. So that would be like saying, okay, I want to I want to pick Denver. And then in Denver, I want to pick a micro market, which is the Highlands or downtown or Centennial or the Denver Tech Center. It might be Morrison in the mountains. So is it going to be walkable to your home? Is it going to be drivable? Is it going to be flyable? Things like that are very macro. And then kind of diving in a little more in detail is, do you care about what type of neighborhood? Do you care about average household income? Do you care about job growth? Do you care about if it's more tourism related, more short-term rental, then do you see the projections of tourism increasing or something cool being built or a new ski resort or a new lake that's real popular? So things diving into area and where you want to invest is important. Number five is now, how are you going to go about finding the property that meets those first four criterias? Are you going to go the traditional route, which is hire a broker and find it through the MLS? That's one of the most easy and streamlined. That's something where you're having another person kind of do the work for you. Or are you going to go a little more in between and find a wholesaler that's found that property for you, but you still got to do some of the legwork? Or are you going to go all in and go find that property yourself through cold calling, sending letters, marketing, door knocking, however that might be? So Figuring that out is that last kind of piece to get you ready so you can go buy the property so then you can figure out how you're going to lease it and then how you're going to manage it. And then as I said in the, the video, the fourth and kind of final one is how are you going to spend your vacation time and energy now that you built that passive 
income and lifestyle that you've you've dreamed of over the years. All right, those are the top five. That's financing, what type of property, what's the goal with that property from a financial return, where that property is going to be, and then how you're going to find it. So those are the five that we covered today. Thanks everyone for watching. Thanks for following along. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment, or share. We want to keep pushing out this value-add content and helping you in your real estate journey. Thanks again. Thank you so much for listening to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. And if you got value from this episode of the podcast, please take the time to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Give us a written rating and a review. We'd really, really appreciate it. I'm going to let you go, but until next time, think outside the box.